I lead a double life. Some of my time is spent using the doctorate I earned, evaluating the mental health of injured, neglected, or traumatized children, making recommendations about parental custody, providing short-term treatment. My own childhood was often nightmarish, and I like to think I'm making a difference. I keep my fees reasonable, and bills get paid. Then there's the other stuff, initiated by my best friend, an LAPD homicide lieutenant. Once in a while, my name leaks into a news story. Mostly, I keep out of public view. I doubt any of the families I see are aware of the murders I work on. They've never commented on it, and I think they would if they knew. When my invoices finally make their way through the LAPD bureaucracy, I may get paid at an hourly rate far below my office fee. Sometimes those bills are ignored or rejected outright. If my friend finds out, he makes noise. His success clearing homicides is first-rate. Getting me paid for my time, not so much. Business-wise, the other stuff doesn't make much sense. I don't care. I enjoy seeing bad people pay. What began on a Monday morning in early June seemed to have nothing to do with either half of my life. Go no. The answering service operator was a new hire named James, with a shaky voice and a way of turning statements into questions that implied self-esteem issues. Either he hadn't been trained in handling non-emergency calls, or he was a poor student. Dr. Delaware, I've got someone on the line, uh, Ms. Mars? Don't know her. That's her name? Mars? Like the candy bar? Is it urgent? Um, I don't know, Dr. Delaware. She does sound kind of weak. Put her on. You bet, Dr. Delaware. Have a great day. A faint voice, as dry as leaf dust, said, Good morning, doctor. This is Thalia Mars. What can I do for you, Miss Mars? My guess is you don't do house calls, but I'll supplement your fee if you see me at my home. I'm a child psychologist. Oh, I know that, Dr. Delaware. I'm well aware of the wonderful work you did at Western Pediatric Medical Center. I'm a great fan of the hospital. Ask Dr. Eagle. Reuben Eagle worked with Western Ped's poorest patients as head of outpatient services and was routinely ignored by hospital fundraisers because the day-to-day -day maladies of the uninsured couldn't compete for headlines with heart surgery, kidney transplants, and whiz-bang cellular research. Had he sent this woman to me as a way of stroking one of the few donors he had? It wasn't like Reuben to politic without asking me first. Dr. Eagle referred you to me? Oh, no, doctor, I referred myself. Ms. Mars, I'm not clear about what you want. How could you be? 
I'd explain over the phone, but that would take up too much of your valuable time. Once we get together, my check will include whatever charge you decide is appropriate for this call. It's not a matter of billing, Ms. Mars. If you could give me a basic explanation about what you need, of course. Your work suggests you're an analytic and compassionate man, and I could use both. I'm not a nut, Dr. Delaware, and you won't need to travel far. I'm at the Aventura Hotel on Sunset, a short drive from you. You're visiting L.A.? I live at the Aventura. That's a bit of a tale in itself. Would an initial retainer of, say, $5,000 set your mind at ease? I'd offer to wire it directly to you, but that would require asking for your banking information, and you'd suspect some sort of financial scam. Five thousand is far too much, and there's no need for a retainer. Don't you take retainers when you work for the courts? Sounds as if you've researched me, Ms. Mars. I try to be thorough, Doctor, but I promise you there's nothing ominous at play. The hotel's a semi-public place, and the front desk knows me well. Is there any way you could meet me today, say, at 3 p.m.? You'd avoid rush hour traffic. What if I told you I had a prior appointment? Then I'd request another time, Doctor. And if that failed, I'd beseech you. She laughed. There is an issue of time. I don't have much of it. 